We're here with uh, our buddy Aaron Shriver. What's welcome, up? welcome to Nashville, man. Hey, I'm glad to be down here. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> so, what are you here for? Uh, other than just because I love it down here, and I would move here if I could. Uh, we're hosting a writers' event tonight at Live Oak, and it's our my fourth national event that I got to host over in the last probably year and a half. So I'm honored to be able to do this. I mean, not that many people get to do it. I'm just honored to be able to come out here and just have the support of people coming out. And it's gonna be, uh, I think it's gonna be a good crowd tonight. So I'm excited. So that's good, awesome. Good lineup. <laughs> so when you host a host a writers round, uh, like what exactly is that for for folks who haven't been to Nashville and seen like the original music? Tell us like what. So first what off, I saw a shirt one time that said, uh, "Excuse me, is the band interrupting your conversation?" So <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of like that because it's four guys at a time sitting on stage pouring out their hearts. They're just kind of telling you what to get the chip off their shoulder, maybe um, wearing their heart on their sleeves and just pouring out their songs. They're all original music. They're telling the stories behind it. They're testing out new music, and that's why I love love about it. Uh, you don't if, if you think you're hearing a cover, you're probably hearing the original songwriter singing a song. Hmm. Uh, they, you, you just would be like, oh, this guy is doing really good on this Kenny Chesney cover, but it's probably the guy who wrote the song. And you never know any of these writers' rounds who you'll get to see. And it's pretty cool to actually, if you ever get to visit Nashville, that's one of the things I highly suggest. Go see a writer's round because they're pretty interesting. Yeah, I know a lot of people that come to Nashville immediately go to Broadway. Broadway, hear, Broadway, cover, and hear the real cover songs. All cover songs, yeah. like really no original music. So people go off Broadway to go see music row music row so is that where a lot of the writers rounds are yeah tin roof live oak out there um live oak has some of the best writers rounds that you can imagine i mean in probably about three four nights a week they're having original music in their writers rounds i know my buddy with ray's rowdy has one having everybody that runs uh, in the round podcast he does a weekly or bi-weekly every tuesday night he's doing writers rounds there and some of the greatest talent you're going to find is at those things you're going to find the new up-and-comers too so you're gonna hear the you're gonna hear these guys, and about a year later they're gonna be playing whiskey jam. And a year later they're gonna be winning awards. So just like Luke Combs. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Like, yeah. I saw that picture of Luke Combs uh, that was standing like front row at church. At, at church, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he ends up, you know, selling places out too. But there's also a picture of him at a uh, whiskey jam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he's just sitting up front, and then. There you go. You they know. showed a picture uh, I saw of Jelly Roll playing Whiskey Jam. I don't know how many years ago, and he just headlined Bridgestone Friday night. That's yep. wild. And I would have loved him in there, but they showed those pictures t- together, like side by side. And it's just cool to see like a hometown boy do all that and s- start so small. And the Whiskey Jam is just like it was like a writer's round, and it's kind of started here in Nashville. And it's pretty cool all these traditions that have helped these younger artists kind of explode. Yeah, so Whiskey Jam is uh, that's on what every Monday, hey, Monday over and Thursdays now winters over at Winters, yeah, Winters over Midtown. So, have you been to that before? Yeah, I actually got to see Corey Smith at one. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah. really? That's so awesome. that was pretty cool. That was a fun. Night. I don't know who else, but honestly, you you never know who you're seeing at these Whiskey Jams because everybody they just share like their Grammy nominations and all the people that's play Whiskey Jam that's nominated for Grammys now. It's just wild to see. What ward started over there? So that's cool. I feel like every time I've been there, I've seen some type of like a list artist yeah. or uh, actually there's a it was I saw Aaron Lewis there one time. Nice. And then also uh, I was there for a show, and then once it was ending, I noticed over at the bar 
the comedian Ron White, and he was there with the guys from Rascal Flats, and then they were also with a bunch of UFC dudes. So after it was all done, uh, Ron White asked all the guys at the bars, "Hey, you guys want me to go up and do a do a set before they tear all the gear down?" And they're like, "Yeah, of see, course, see if they'll let you do it." Yeah. So basically, everyone everyone after. Um, after the Whiskey Jam show, everyone kind of moves over to, to Losers, you know, to other live yeah. music. And so Ron White just gets up, and while the guy's, like, taking the mics down, goes up, grabs the mic, and starts doing a comedy set. And he was up there for, like, a half hour doing comedy <laughs> for, like, 15 people in the bar, and I just happened to be one of the people to listen to him. That's pretty cool. Dude. It's it always cool to awesome. get those, like, little... Those little sneak peeks and stuff like that, too. Yeah. And, like, being in the right place at the wrong time. When I was here last time, and... September, I was out here for Americana Fest, and we were doing media for it. And I got this flyer or whatever. Hey, you're invited to this party. And I recognized the name on it. It was Dan Arenbark, I think is the name, from the Black Keys. I'm like, oh, that's guy from the Black oh, Keys. Nice. I was like, I want it. it was Red Eye Sound. It was his own production company or whatever. And I had my dad down. I'm like, we got to go to this party. We got invited to this party for media. We got to go cover it. I'm standing around, and... They're giving out free tattoos, like real. I got this like lucky four wheel clover tattoo, <laughs> real tattoos. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but like, as I'm giving my tattoo, my dad comes running over to me, goes, "Dude, do you know the show American Pickers?" I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "There's Mike Rowe right there." So like, Mike Rowe's hanging out, and then we turn around, there's Kid Rock hanging out. Oh wow! And then next thing we know, there's rumor that Hank Jr. is going to play this little American Legion bar. And my dad and I walk in. There's we're like literally four feet from Hank Williams Jr. Like we got to play three or four songs, and that's what Nashville's about, though. Like these writers' rounds and stuff like that. You never know who you're gonna see, where, you're, when you're gonna be. Just last night, you went to the Opry. Who surprised you? Right, Eric Church. <laughs> yeah, so. shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> see, and that's I mean, a hard thing, though, is because most people that are coming out of town to Nashville don't realize. That's the true thing of Nashville. Yeah. They they think Broadway and they think going yeah. downtown and drinking and, and partying it up and everything. All these bachelorette parties I'll tell you that, that you the guys see. The secret to Nashville, if you run see something cool, stay off of Broadway. That's <laughs> I tell people that all the time. Yeah. I was like, I'll, let me show you the real city. Yeah, go not, to Santa's not the Pub. Attraction <laughs> for the Santa's city. Pub, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Santa, that that's a good one. Actually, I just saw an article the other day uh, with everything changing. All these other bars that are changing around mm-hmm. Nashville right now. They flat out were just like, we're not changing how we do things. <laughs> we're we're going to stay cash only <laughs> and well, like crappy little parking lot. Playboy's number one dive bar like 10 years in a row or something. That so. was, right? <laughs> I, kept, I, I thought it was like Maxim's top dive bar. Yeah. Right? It's probably mm-hmm. Playboys it's or Playboys something. Playboys too, yeah. It's been their top dive bar. It's pretty cool. I got friends in from in, out of town. told them last night to go. I don't know if they did or not, but. That's one of the first bars I ever went to when I came to Nashville. <laughs> really? And it was yeah, it was pretty crazy because I think it was like PBRs, cigarettes, and karaoke. <laughs> well, it's like beer's three dollars, water's four dollars. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's cheaper to drink. Outside. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. But and then the other thing is when you go to those places too that have karaoke, you never know who's going to show mm-hmm. up there. Casey too. Musgraves yeah. came from Santa's. Really? Yeah, she was. She was, she was a karaoke that. host there. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, she'd go up there and sing, and then let somebody else sing, and she'd run the whole thing. She'd be one filling out the little cards or handing out the books and stuff. <laughs> you never know how you're going to start. No, nope. right? I, I don't know. Kid Rock goes there quite a bit too. Quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's a, he's a huge advocate. Kid Rock goes everywhere. Right. <laughs> well, he does. <laughs> We've seen him quite a few times. If you're in actually. Nashville. You haven't seen Kid Rock somewhere. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> so the uh, the writers' rounds and, and getting into this kind of thing. Uh, 
why are you doing this? You know, like, how did you get involved in doing these ride arounds? I just love music, man. I've always loved music since I was a kid. And I just always wanted to do something. But I can't sing. I can't play, obviously. You know, I can't sing. I've been on stage with you a couple of times back in my drinking days. <laughs> I mean, everyone can sing. It's just how well. <laughs> but I can't sing. I can't play. I mean, I've tried to play back in the day and take guitar lessons. But I want to do something around music. I always wanted to be behind the scenes and doing something around music. And this was my, after a while, I, just, I, I saw him in with the media side of things. Kyle always loved being the one promoting different things. And I looked at it and I saw that it was these songwriters. If you're on a label deal, you got marketing teams, you got people pushing you. But if you're just one of these songwriters or these up and comers, you don't really have many people pushing you. So I wanted to be the guy that was running a media outlet that ran or helped them and helped the little guys out in a little way. In a way. And so far, it's been pretty cool that I was able to come together. And my 100th episode of the podcast we run, I was able to do live at Tin Roof. And we took over uh, actually a staple in Nashville that I hope to bring it back soon, Revival. We got to take over Revival and have our own show, and it was just a phenomenal lineup that we had. And after that, that's when I was like, you know what, Live Oak hosts them too. I'm going to talk to the owner of Live Oak, and we have to strike up a deal. And next year we have four on the books already. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I forgot the months, but I know like March, July, September, and I think December. So we're going to have four more. So, just keep the train rolling. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! I remember back in the day, uh, back in my Saddlebrook days, where you started doing those. Um, where was that? Like Pub Twenty Two or something? In we, did, we did one. I just saw it pop I feel like up that on was our the first timeline. One. We did Jingle Jam. Jingle Jam. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Where you got together local guys and mm-hmm. gals, and we, we include Toys or Tots. I wanted to include. Right. I always. You always do a charity. One thing we always include charities. Uh, mainly, my go-to charity lately has been St. Jude. Uh, the first three tonight. We're doing a different one, um, just because we're doing a takeover tonight. And when I let the people who's doing the takeover pick the charity tonight so what's so, the takeover what is that uh normally it's a takeover is i have a writer's round on the books i have a booked and planned and i'll look and see hey what do i want to do for a lineup and i have a buddy that runs his own artist management company and it's called neon grit i say hey well, how about you guys take over this lineup and all your artists you pick all the artists that go on there so you can showcase who's on your lineup and then for who, friends of who's on your lineup and that's what they're doing on this one. So it'd be pretty cool. And that's what you do. You have different publishing companies in the area or different production companies that might have a lineup of artists. And you'll take over and they'll showcase their artists. Uh, I got the idea from my, my said my buddies, Ray's Rowdy. They did one. Luke Combs came over to one. And it was oh, pretty wow. cool. I was like, damn, this is awesome. So, But uh, they're, they're fun. So tonight we have an awesome lineup. And some of my, one of the biggest songs I think you can probably hear tonight is a Rascal Flatts song, I'm Moving On. So that we have the songwriter that sang that or wrote that song, and pretty excited for a bunch of these. Man, so that's cool. Yeah. Actually, last night at the Opry, um, there was a lady that was with us, and I, I can't remember her name, but I believe that she's a partner of the Neon Grit. Angie Gregory. I, I believe that's who it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was saying that you have uh, a rule for your first. Uh, when you do these Everyone rounds, wins. like so, the the first round of the night is always well, not even the first round. I just have a rule that I want somebody that has never played Nashville to play Nashville for their first time. That's my is that the rule she was talking about? That was yeah. yeah. So I, I want because I want to give somebody a chance because there's thousands of up and coming artists or 
tons of artists in different states of man i'd love to get into nashville love to play nashville so i want i want at least somebody in the first round that's never played nashville before to be able to have that chance and so we got a guy coming in from um macomb illinois tonight and he's me playing for the first time duke osler is his name i got to know him really well over the last couple months i cannot wait to hear him tonight and I, I got to hang out with him for a little bit last night. He's excited. He's ready for it. But he's been in Nashville before, but he hasn't been on any stages yet in Nashville. Tonight's sure. his first night. So I always want to give somebody their first chance to play in front of a Nashville crowd. And that's you never that's know really cool, there. man, because it's such a competitive area here mm-hmm. to just yeah. get on a stage. Oh, yeah. Like, you have to be really good yeah. to play in any of these bars down on Broadway or anything like that. Like, I always see, anytime I go down there, I see the same people all the time playing yeah. the same places, the same bars and everything and, like that. Like we said before, you never know who shows up. I mean, we've mm-hmm. had Chris Young in this bar before that's hanging out. So, and you never know who's going to hear a song or whatnot. And that's what's cool about it, just be able to put people out there and give somebody a shot. And knowing that I have the opportunity to give somebody a shot in Nashville is pretty damn cool. So that's really cool. <laughs> I remember my first time ever playing Nashville. I mean, it's just such a cool moment. Yeah, and mine happened to be Tootsie's, so that's, <laughs> that was Broadway. That was a little different. But uh, our buddy Evan Lee, I got him to play uh, Fiddle and Steel right before they tore it down. Oh, that's right. He, he was one of the, one of the last people I got to play Fiddle and Steel before it was done. I think he played in November and they shut it down in uh, New Year's Eve that year. Was the last night they had it. So Phil so, and Steel was uh that was in Printer's Alley. Yeah, that's my bar. That was, was my place. That was your, there's, that's where you uh yeah. cut the teeth. Every, every, every time I came out here I always wanted to go hang out at Phil and Steel. Why'd so, you pick that bar? Well mainly I'm a huge Eric Church fan and that was his bar too. And I'm like, you know, if he loves this place as much as he talks about, I'm gonna go check it out one time and it was cool because it was nestled back in the alley. Not many people from Broadway would go up there, so you kind of have what's going on in Midtown and Music Row right now happening a little, just a couple blocks off of Broadway. But over time, change in Nashville here has changed that. And I don't know, a couple years ago, they finally tore it down, and I was at a boutique hotel. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> wow. So, but it was, it was a good place, man. And the coolest thing, though, about this is church. We're talking about church a little bit. He's opening up a bar in Nashville here, mm-hmm. and he oh, got yeah. the original sign that used to hang outside Fiddle and Steel. It's going to be hanging in his bar. So once it opens up, so he's gonna give a little throwback to it. So that's gonna be cool. Which he should. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. He he cut his teeth in that bar. That was his bar. That's, and that's him coming up through. Did he do full band shows there? Or was yeah, it just... I saw one. It was 120 degrees in that place, man. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the Ernest Tubb show that we saw. Yeah, it was just as hot as that oh, one. Oh, my God. That was a, <laughs> one of the craziest shows I've ever been to in my life, man. I got tipped off earlier in the day. I remember going in there. It was like nobody in the record shop. I'm like, if I go stand in front of the stage right now, it would be cool. They're like, they don't start playing till midnight, and it's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's cool. I know who's going to be here, though. <laughs> so that, was, that was CMA Fest, like, 2017, yeah, probably. I know what year Some, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 17, 18. And, uh, yeah, we were all downtown, and then I get a message from you. That's saying, the year you snuck into the fan club party? That was the year. I, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That was the year I got to meet Eric Church. That was, uh, <laughs> man, that was a... Uh, Cool That's when too. everything changed. <laughs> <laughs> yep, super fan here. Then I got your cover band, which he knows about your cover band. I know yeah, I yeah. probably told him about it over the years. Yeah, that's really cool. So, so how did? All right, so let's let's go back in time here. And 
Well, one of the reasons that we became friends was because this whole Eric Church thing. Yeah. Right? You came out and saw us do a show at the Rave. Told you, and you we, sucked. It told me I sucked. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's funny. That's the second time I'm hearing this right now. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say you suck like no, that. Said, we did a cover of... Uh, Drinking uh, My Hand. And was this Drinking My Hand or Springsteen? One of the no, two. you did Drinking My Hand. You nailed it. It was freaking awesome. Okay. And then you did Springsteen. I'm like, stick to the party this songs. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Stick to the party. That's my easy way of I telling rem- them. Dude, I remember <laughs> going home that night and I I was like, man, we just had a killer show at the rave, and I go online, and for some reason, I don't think we were even friends on Facebook, but for some reason, I think you tagged the band in it or something. Yeah, and it was like, who the hell is this Aaron Shriver guy talking shit about my band? So I remember reaching out to you and being like, all right, I got to figure out who this guy is and kind of like try to change his mind a little bit. And then we started talking, and then it ju- we just. Became friends. Wasn't it Chris Young you were opening up for? That or, was Chris Young. Yeah, that's what yep. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, because that was, I think that was one of the biggest shows we've ever done. I yeah. Mean, that, that was the ballroom of the rave, and it was, I don't know. You guys rocked. Don't, don't get me wrong. Was on Springsteen. Springsteen. <laughs> I don't know if it was, just, it was an off night or whatever, but what I always said about you, you took that feedback, and what was cool and what I liked about you and why, how you and I kind of hit it off. Because you took that feedback, and the next time I heard him sing Springsteen, it was like one of the best versions I've heard, besides nice. Church itself. And I'm like, okay. So they took what what I may have said. I mean, I was probably drinking that night. If I put a post on Facebook, I may <laughs> We can probably go back and find that post. It, it shows up every now and then. I yeah. think I still have In shared the memories. it. Yeah. I remember my it. memories will show up. I'll share it again. I'll be like, oh, yeah, the night I met Trevor. Because <laughs> we, yeah. we, we had a mutual friend, Ashley. Yes. Ashley Evans. Yes. That yep. we, we talked a little bit about that night. She was a yep. photographer back in the day. Lives here in Nashville. She does writer's rounds every now and then. Too. Does she still do them? Uh, here and there. I forgot the name of them that she does. But yeah, she's done a couple of them here lately. Was so. it the Spotlight? Spotlight six one five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had us play one of those. Uh, I think at the Tin Roof on Broadway one time. Nice, nice. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. No, where she was at the Sutler for a while, hosting them over there. And I think that place closed down due to COVID. That closed down. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So man, the Nashville's changing so much. I want to drive by accidentally here. Here, while I'm still in town before we leave, I know accident just closed down too. So. Yeah, it's definitely changed a lot. I remember back in the day, even let's say back in the day, 15 years ago, coming down here. <laughs> yeah. And you go to these bars and it feels like honky-tonks. Yeah. You know, it smells like a honky-tonk. I remember when one side was smoking when the other side was non-smoking. Remember where yeah. Broadway was that way? Yeah. You go on one side, you get smoke in the bars. And the other side, not, the side of Tootsies, you couldn't smoke on that side. The other side, you could smoke in all the bars. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, now everyone's got like the LED walls behind the stages, and, which is cool because... Obviously, they've upgraded a lot of the sound mm-hmm. and um, all the equipment, all the lights. So every place you go into is like a rock show. Yeah, you know. But and they're all really good bands that you you can you're not gonna find a bad band on Broadway. It's all cover bands too, pretty right. much. Right, making their money, <laughs> making their yeah. And some man, we we go to uh, we were in Kid, Rocks. Kid Rocks. Yep, and uh, there was just on the ground. It was just all cash. All cap. People just throw money up at that stage, which is fantastic. Yeah. You know, um, and it's like twenty dollars just to yeah. request for a song. In most of these places now, they're like, "Oh, it's twenty bucks to request for a song." It's like, I don't want to hear a song that bad, but okay. Yeah, here right. Who carries <laughs> cash on them now either? You I know, know. That's all the bands have their Venmo posters up now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. They'll was, do that. I was in Assembly Hall last night, and on the back, uh, the back screen, they had all their Venmo like cash app, like cash app me here, Venmo me here. I'm like. 
All right, but hey, you gotta you gotta do it. So that, hey, you gotta change with the times because yeah. if you're expecting cash wherever you go, you're gonna, you're not gonna make mm-hmm. as many tips. No, well, I I never carry especially downtown. I never carry cash. Yeah, yeah. just because you know you never know what's I gonna happen. I have cash on me. I hardly ever even have my card on me half the time. Like uh, the last time you and I went downtown Broadway, I mean I I think I bought two drinks and it was like 30 bucks yeah i'm like that's right yeah if i had cash i'd be have to walk around with a whole wad like a bible so in my pocket <laughs> <laughs> yeah i hear it's crazy it's another thing midtown's not bad dude i mean even live oak i mean right. their drinks ain't that bad at all no i think we bought we, we we normally buy a whole round everybody that plays but one drink and we only get it for under 100 bucks sometimes so it's pretty cheap there well, that's the thing, too, Good is place. Midtown and Music Row used to be, like, the local spots. Yeah. And then there's Broadway down the road, but, mm-hmm. like, Tin Roof, yep. that was a, a local bar. Actually, Tin Roof was one of the first places I ever went to the first time I came to Nashville. I remember going to Tin Roof way back when. I'm having lunch with Phil Vassar. You had lunch with Phil Vassar? <laughs> just sitting at Tin what? Roof. Really? <laughs> was he just there by himself or what? Yeah, I was there by myself. I was killing time before something, and I have a picture of me and him outside off of an old Razor phone. <laughs> That's how long ago it was, but Definitely yeah, I, I really, I honestly, I th- if I remember, I think he paid for it too. Like we just sat there and just BS wow. the whole time. He was sitting at the bar, and I looked over, I'm like, it's Phil Vassar, and just start talking with the guy. And because me, I if I see somebody out, and unless they, like unless they have their family, we go to a couple places in Chicago. You know how we live mm-hmm. close to where the Bears practice and yep. stuff. Yeah, Bears. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll run into a few Bears players every now and then at this restaurant, Wildberry. If they're out there with their family, I ain't saying nothing. But right, yeah. if you're on your own, I'm, it's a free game. <laughs> <laughs> free game. I got my rules. If I see people out in public, I mean, you're with family or something, but if you're by yourself, it's free game. <laughs> I like that rule. Uh, well, you had a similar rule one time when we were out and about, and we or you were telling me about how you saw. Oh, I think it was Zach Brown Band. Oh my God! Yes, I forget what bar we were in when, when that you told was me the that. stage. Okay, yeah, so this was back when uh, Zach Brown first came out with Chicken Fry. Yeah, so I forget all who I was with. I think it was my brother and uh, I think Joey, uh, yeah. a guitar player, and so we walk into this bar, and I walk past this table that's just uh, full of people, and. For some reason, I have this knack for recognizing people, right? Like sometimes I don't know their names or where they're from, but I'm like, that's an actor. I know a face. That's a singer. That's a whatever. So this, I walk by this guy. I'm like, man, I know this dude. So I go to, I go to my group and I was like, guys, that, he, he's an actor. He's a famous actor, but I don't know his name. So of course they go, you know, no balls. You're not going to talk to him. So, Which means you have to. Of course you have to. So I go up to him and I talk to him and I literally, I, I did the, it wasn't a family. You could tell they were just there hanging out. So I walked up. I was like, excuse me, sir. I know that I know you from somewhere, but I can't place my finger where it's at. And he, and he played along with it because everyone at the table is kind of like, oh God, here we go. Yep. You know? So he, uh, he goes, all right, have you seen this movie? And he, Set a movie. I'm like, mm, no. He's like, have you seen the new uh, like Star Trek? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I don't remember you in that either. <laughs> <laughs> so then he goes, all right. Well, I'll tell you one that I'm gonna be in that you haven't seen it because hasn't been released yet is the new Boondock Saints movie. He's like, do you like the Boondock Saints? I'm like, I love the Boondock Saints. He's like, well, I'm the third brother in the next one. <laughs> I was like, well, that is cool, dude. I'm like, Spoiler. Yeah, right? So I'm like, what, what are you doing in town? He goes, well, I'm here with uh, with these guys. And he kind of points over to the, t- the, the table. 
and it was uh, he goes this is the Zach Brown band and they just released Chicken Fried and I directed their video oh nice so that next night was like the CMT awards and mm-hmm. he ended up winning like director or the or video of the year or whatever oh, so that's cool yeah that was pretty cool so you you'd never know who you're gonna <laughs> see and then sometimes you just gotta have the the whatever just to go up to them and talk to them oh but yeah obviously if they're with their families or whatever like yeah be respectful don't do that kind of thing and i think that's what's nashville is known for as well the artist can go in midtown mm-hmm. they can go to winners and losers and they could be like one of us yeah. there's normal people people aren't asking cool. them for autographs or pictures doing a podcast myself too i like hearing cool stories and i interviewed priscilla block once and she was working at like a coffee shop here in nashville and had a taylor swift shirt on and next thing she knows she looks up there's taylor swift standing right in front of her <laughs> ordering a coffee Whoa. i guess she saw it from like the outside like i don't know if she was driving by and like looked out her window and saw her t-shirt or whatever she parked her car and went in just introduced herself to this chick in her shirt and i'm like and that stuff is cool because like it shows you what kind of artists really are yeah absolutely too. just down to earth and there's they're us i mean hey thanks for wearing my merch yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for buying my last house <laughs> yeah right right church to me thanks for filling my ponds dude <laughs> <laughs> now all right let's let's go back to church real quick yeah. because your basement is a <laughs> basically a, a church museum in a way, this a is way. how he described it to me when he was telling me about it. Was it's a museum of all church. It, it shows the journey. It shows the journey off pretty well. Of those things I collected, I got really lucky. In like 2006, I was living in Mississippi, and my buddy and I grabbed a bottle of moonshine went to a Leonard Skinner concert. And so, just so happens, this guy opened up, and his name was Eric Church, and got to hear him for the first time. And ever since then, I was just like, this guy, this is my guy. I mean, that's. Just his music connected, and I've started following the guy. I've seen almost 180 of his shows right now. How many? Jeez. So almost 180. 180 times. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm like uh, 176, somewhere there. Would have been 177 last night. But who's I... keeping count? <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> no, I started early on. I don't know why. Like it was probably like 10 or 12 shows in. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to count how many times I see this guy. I started a spreadsheet. I still have that spreadsheet to this day. I wow. don't know why I did it, but I just had a feeling that I was going to see this guy a few times. So why'd you why'd you start keeping a lot of the memorabilia and? I, don't know, I just never threw anything away. I still yeah. got everything. Like I just, so you're a hoarder. Uh, I am <laughs> a church hoarder. Church hoarder. <laughs> I'm a music merch hoarder. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I just love anything. I, my whole basement is just is like it's a museum of everything that I've collected over the years, and I just never, like I said, I never thrown anything away. But it's from when it comes to stuff like that, and it's got some cool stuff there's some cool promo items he had and i've given a bunch of it away i have everything i had doubles i used to always give away and yeah this stuff's now selling for thousands of dollars on ebay i'm like what was i thinking <laughs> that's one thing i've always loved about you is you're you're such a giving person especially yeah. when we would do like a, a little riders around your basement and that's you, why i would give a lot of that stuff away yeah man you would always make sure that the artist who came in gets it, you know, mm-hmm. gets theirs, gets their gas money, gets yeah. there. Uh, I remember we, I played at your house one time and for the payment, obviously like we had tips, but then you gave me like two tickets to Eric church. And then we <laughs> drove down uh, to Chicago in a limo together. And like, it was just, 
It's always I know anytime we hang out we're gonna it's gonna be an experience. Hey, so you ever had the party bus with us at, at all? I was in a party bus <laughs> with you, yes. We used to rent these school buses. So in up where we're from, Alpha Kenosha, Wisconsin. I'm sure it's all over too. They have this this school service called First Student. But on the weekends, they would take these buses and they'd turn them into like we'll run them for anything. What? So it was like four hundred bucks you could rent a, a school bus. <laughs> so we rented this yeah. full blown yeah. yellow school bus to go to an Eric Church concert. Cool, and style. Right you're allowed there. to have alcohol on it. Yeah, pay yeah. a little extra, but you're allowed to have alcohol on. It. And we're all just drinking on the school bus. I'm like, man, I remember the days when I thought this would be a reality. <laughs> back when yeah, right. I was like, high school, like, man, I love to drink right now and. It's <laughs> And now 20 years later, you got to do it. <laughs> that's awesome. That's and so headed cool. to a concert. No, yeah. that's pretty cool how they do that, though. But it's just legit school buses. And during the week, you'll see kids running around. <laughs> hey, I rode that bus. Yeah, I rode that bus last Saturday night to see church. <laughs> you accidentally leave one of those little, uh, a little shooter in the <laughs> jack bottle on there. <laughs> Could you imagine going to school one day? You just find that? Oh, that'd be What's this Would you thing? tell anybody? No, absolutely. Exactly. Not. I don't know. If you knew what it was, probably not. If you didn't know what it was, then I don't know. <laughs> so you had, a, you had an awesome experience for your uh, 100th show yeah. with church. Tell us about that. So it was leading up to it. It was pretty cool. It was right after, right before I got married. Uh, my dad and I went out to Iowa for my, I think it was like probably my 98th, 99th show. It was, it was back-to-back nights. I, I had me and greets for the second night. I was getting my wedding boots signed. I had these really cool boots that, that my wife bought me, and I was going to get get signed by Eric, and I was going to wear them on my wedding. And so we were back there, and I ended up running into Lisa Dent from US 99. She's a oh, I fa- Lisa. famous radio DJ from Chicago. Yeah. yeah. And her and I were talking, and I said, yeah, when Eric plays Chicago at the end of September, it's going to be my 100th show. Well, apparently somebody that worked for him was standing in that line overheard it and they ended up telling eric and about two weeks before the show i get this email from his people saying hey can you write like a page long paper while you're an eric church fan we heard it's your 100th show this and that i was like okay i don't know what the heck's going on i'm like this is weird and they're like we got you meet and greets too for, uh for your family huh. well my wife had to work so i just went with my parents and i and we're like all right so we went we didn't even have tickets to the show he was opening up for toby keith we weren't even really gonna go so we ended up buying like oh, what a show yeah we ended up yeah. buying like lawn seats and whatever and so going well when we're there my parents got their seats upgraded which was nice which paid off in the long run but we're in the meet and greet, and they moved us to the very end of the meet and greet line. And Eric gives me this all-access pass. He goes, I need you to meet so-and-so at this door at this time. I'm like, what is going on? And this is back in my drinking days. I am I go out. I'm nervous. I'm pounding a couple of double jack <laughs> I'm like, of course. dude, what's going on here? I'm like, I, I got to get in the game line. I don't know what's going on. So Call it was nerves. like whenever you hear Electric no, Worry by Clutch was, what was his opening. So yeah. I heard Electric Worry start playing. So I take my pass. I go backstage. I meet who I'm supposed to meet. And they take me out and they put me side stage. So I'm like, I get to watch my 100 show from the side of the stage. This is cool. So I'm up there just watching it. And after he sings Sinners Like Me, he's like, we got a fan at tonight's his 100 show. He's like, I want you to come on stage right now. He calls me on stage. I'm like, what is going on? There's like 20,000 people in this outdoor oh amphitheater. God. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not no one to get stage fright or anything. But I was just like, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of people here. And I walk out, and he starts unstrapping his guitar. And he's like, this guitar, I played it for a long time on stage. It's for you right now. I'm like, wait, what? This is a, a Gibson Hummingbird. Like $8,000, oh. $9,000, whatever. Just the, just the guitar itself Gibson without it being church. Hummingbird guitar. 
And then he hands it to me, and I'm just like in awe. First thing I think of, I'm just going to hold it up. I want to hear what 20,000 people sound like screaming on stage. Yes. So I hold yes. it over my head, and the whole crowd goes nuts, oh. dude. And all the way back to the lawn. They just go insane. I'm like, this is awesome. I just got goosebumps <laughs> listening to that <laughs> right? story. I'm not it even kidding. Cool. Like, holy was, crap. It was really cool. And what's, what's cool about it, what paid off, like I said, for my parents is, uh, Eric's manager tipped my dad off. He said, after singers like me, hit record on your camera. I can't tell you why. I just hit record. My dad got the whole thing on camera, so it's on YouTube. That my dad was able to film it. So it's actually on YouTube, me getting the guitar. It's pretty damn cool. And uh, I think if you, you search Eric Church Gives Aaron Guitar or something like that, it pops yeah. up on YouTube. Oh, I'll find it right now. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, It's pretty cool, a little thing. But the coolest part about the whole story was is afterwards, um, they pull Eric and I off to the side, and his guitar tech... Is I, I've been a long time fan back in the 90s. My mom was a big Billy Ray Cyrus person, so <laughs> I saw a lot of Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> concerts back in the day. Don't tell and my his heart guitar player was Michael Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always talk about Eric, Eric and I, Eric, but Billy Ray Cyrus is the best between Some Gave All and, and Hannah Montana. Those times after that, Some Gave All, after Ricky Breaky and before Hannah Montana, some of the best music, man, and like Storm in the Heartland, stuff like that. Go back and listen to that Billy Ray Cyrus. You're be like, oh, who is this guy? <laughs> I haven't honestly. I haven't really listened to much Billy Ray. Yeah, you got you got to listen to that middle stuff right there. Okay, so, uh, Storm in the Words by Heart. That stuff was pretty good. But um, yeah. So going back to like that story is like we leave the stage, and Billy Ray Cyrus's guitar player is now Eric Church's guitar tech. So talk about full circle moment. Wow. I'm standing there with this Gibson Hummingbird in my hand, and I'm talking to Michael Joe, and he's like. This is wild. I've been watching you since you were 15 years old, and I don't know. I was in my 30s at this point. But then Eric says, "Hey, I want to show you a couple of things. You see that big burn mark on the top of the guitar? That's where I came out with a cigar one time, and the, the cherry from the cigar burnt through the lacquer of the guitar." He's telling me about all these little nicks and marks on this guitar, which so makes it. He's perfect. telling me the yeah. story. He goes, "This is my first Gibson Hummingbird I ever owned." Whoa! He goes, "This is the one from the Love of Your Love the Most video." He's like, "I a couple award shows, and it's cool. I could go back and the little things, little marks and the nicks he was showing me." on the guitar I go back and watch some of these music videos and award shows I'm like that's my guitar <laughs> like that's the one he gave me like, that's yeah. awesome dude <laughs> well I gotta say I just watched the video of that <laughs> right now as we're speaking and that's gotta be one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life that, dude, it was wild that's awesome. incredible it was wild incredible. I haven't seen that for a while but yeah I remember seeing I that I left the stage and they're like well we could take the guitar and put it on the bus just text his manager like just text us when we're getting ready to leave I'm like I'm leaving right now dude I'm like I've already this texted guitar's my not leaving my yeah, site yeah. you know? <laughs> I'm like I've Text I'm gonna parents. let you maybe. Know. I'm like, I am gonna stick around for Toby Keith. And I'm like, I do gotta go to the bathroom though. And I, I gave the guitar to my dad. I said, Hang on to this thing. I said, My dad, and my mom, are right there. I'm like, Hang on to it. I gotta go pee. I'm standing there at the urinal peeing. This guy turns around, and looks at me, goes, Dude, you're the one who just got the guitar, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, You're like, well, yep, this is awkward. Yes, yes. Yes. I'm like, yep, that was me, dude. Wiggling go, wiggling go. <laughs> I'm like, shake it three times. <laughs> oh 
my that god, that is cool, man. So no, it was a fun night though, but it was just, it was a cool thing to do. Now that we do the podcast live on like YouTube and Facebook when we do our podcast, and the guitar sits behind us every night, so it's kind of like the center. It's a nice piece. case. You got to play it a couple times. I so. have what? To play it. That's one thing I I I, I always left you. I left you. I always say don't break a string. Of course, if anybody broke a string, I wouldn't be that upset. But so. I, a guitar is meant to be played, especially a Gibson Hummingbird, yes. and I you know I keep it on display every now and then i like bring it out let people tune it up and play it just because that's what it was meant to be so that's true but i'll be over later yeah (laughs) it was very nerve-wracking though when triver brings this thing to a a show that we did in milwaukee and he let me bring it on stage and play it he's like i just can't have you break a string so i'm sitting there tuning it man you know you get that cringy feeling when you're going up turn i'm like please don't please don't please don't please don't break a string you played it during sinners right i did yeah i did wow that's that's incredible yeah that was really cool that was uh, was a fun night that was a fun night that was one of my favorite shows that we've ever done that was was in the basement of the rave it was was the basement of the rave that was a good one yeah that was uh I think that was both of our drinking days on that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's a video on YouTube. There is a about video me. on YouTube. <laughs> that one. Hey, I'm like, find it. That's all right. So that that night is when uh, I think who brought the the Jack Honey. It was the fire. It was the Jack, Jack Fire. fire. It, was it was Tony. Was Tony. Tony. Yes. Tony from Tony. Yeah. Tony brought it out. <laughs> And that was the you couldn't get that around our area. It was at all. brand new. From is this in Nashville? And he came up from Nashville that day. Yeah, he came to the dressing room, and we were all hanging out, listening to music, and <laughs> having some drinks. And he busts this thing out right, and he gets a, another bottle for the stage. So we're on stage performing all night, and then this bottle comes out. And this is the story of why I don't drink no more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So we're, we're all taking pulls off of it, right? And then it. Uh, I pull up Aaron, and Aaron's singing. Uh, so I used to have a thing that I do, not to cut you off or anything. No, go ahead. But no, back when Saddlebrook was playing, I had this thing where I would stage bomb every time they would get ready to play Jack Daniels. I would go and get a tray full of Jack Daniels shots. Oh. It could be a little bar in Kenosha, Wisconsin, or wherever the wherever rave, for was. that matter, wherever <laughs> it was. Step, yeah. I'd always go get shots, and I would go up on stage, and I'd sing Jack Daniels with them. I mean, you well, gotta. Yeah, yeah, so here we are at the rave. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have fun. Like I said before, I can't sing or anything. Thing, but when I have a couple Jack Daniels in me, everybody can sing. I can sing, exactly. <laughs> I can sing as good as Eric Church. Point, you don't care what anyone else thinks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just having fun at that point. So we go up on stage, and for some reason, that bottle was, was sitting there by the drum riser. Yep. <laughs> go ahead. I'll let you finish now. No, yeah. So we're, we're, I think there's a guitar solo, and I'm sitting there. I take some pulls off of it, and it was getting down to like a quarter. Right, I know the neck was gone. I think the just the neck was gone. Okay, out there. just yeah. the neck is gone in this thing. There's a good bit in there, <laughs> and so I've, there's people in the front row. Right, we were giving some to them as well, oh, and yeah. then like to the, the bass player, the other guitar player. So everyone's taking hits off this thing. Oh, we're winfering that shit, huh? But I, think was, I, think was, I think there was like two or three bottles up there. There was a couple bottles that went through that night. Oh, yeah, man. But the fire specifically, yeah. there's this video that we have him on stage, and uh, he takes it, and he takes a pull. And I, I don't know, I think I called You're him. like, bubble that or something. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, can't ex- I, I don't remember what I said, but then you, like, you took another pull you know, of it. Peer pressure, you know yeah, how yeah, that yeah. works. And then I, I, know, well, then yeah. I grab the bottle, and I just kind of like keep it up there, so he just chugs it. 
Just chug, chug, <laughs> chug. I was like, don't be a pussy. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> oh. So he ends up like chugging. And I just hold it. Jack. I hold it above my mouth to the last drop drips. <laughs> and then oh, the no. crowd went wild. It did. <laughs> it I think they did. It wasn't 20,000 <laughs> plus with the guitar, but it, it was another wild night where the crowd went crazy. That video is on YouTube too. You'll have to show it you that one later. You know, that was the night where uh, Joey, our guitar player, uh, he got like five guitars stolen that night. That freaked me out because I had my church guitar there that night, too. Right. But we we threw it in the trunk and we took off and went to the Uber to the casino because somebody tipped a bottle of Jack on me on stage. (laughs) I had to go somewhere to sober up. (laughs) (laughs) So the only place I knew to go to was let's Uber to the casino. They're open all night long. (laughs) We'll sober up there. (laughs) Oh, man. What a night that was. Wait, that's a terrible idea. Go to the casino (laughs) drunk. Thinking yeah. you're gonna sober up? I don't uh, think I've I, ever been to a casino. I had no money at that point of the night, so I was good. I'm like, I ain't gonna spend <laughs> no just money. Roaming around. Yeah, I just knew somewhere it was live. It was alive, and I could sober up somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah, man, we, uh, that was a that was a crazy night. That was one of the most perfect nights, other than the guitars being stolen. Did you ever get any leads on that or anything? Um. Honestly, it's been so long. I don't remember. I know that most of them were gone for some reason. So he put out uh, basically a bolo, be on the lookout yeah. for these guitars to all the different uh, um, guitar shops, shops and pawn and shops yeah. and saying, hey, these are the pictures of them. These are my guitars. And those are some pretty guitars. Those are some of his favorite guitars yeah. that were just stolen. And honestly, I don't know if they were stolen at the venue. I don't know if it was in our creepy little band van that we had. That didn't really lock too well. Oh. Like I, I think we went to some party afterwards. I know you went to the casino, yeah. and I went to uh, a buddy's place that he had a recording studio, and there's a bunch of people there. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what happened to him. But Damn. yeah, that was a bummer. That was a definite bummer for him and all of us. Yeah, because there's some nice looking guitars in that matter. Did he but, get him back? No, 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 no. For some reason, I think. He may have gotten one back. I'm not sure. Are you watching the video? Right I am now? watching the video right now. Yeah, uh, it's towards the end, obviously. Where yeah. you just, wow, dude! So that was about a half a fifth left that you I just. Don't know. That was a good bit. Yeah, that was a good bit in there. And I just turned it up, and I was. Like, I, I gotta say that was impressive. I don't think I, I could ever chug <laughs> I that do fast. Gotta, I do gotta add in there. That was my last night out as a as a single dad. Or a soon-to-be dad, I soon to be dad. Soon-to-be yeah. dad. Soon-to-be yeah. dad, uh, You were not yeah. single. No, I wasn't <laughs> single, but yeah, soon-to-be right, dad. Right, Jillian? <laughs> I mean, you got to go all out. I get that. Jillian's yeah. <laughs> no, so over here listening to this story, I think that was probably end of April or so, and then we had our first child in May. Yep. So that was my last night. I was like, I like... What do they call it? The Dachler or whatever? Oh, that's funny. I've never heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> they party. have like a name for it or whatever. <laughs> like, like your last night out. Like, they have that. It's the same thing with the mom. I've heard the mom mom name too. They have a, There's a name for it or whatever. Okay. It's like your last night out is a, before you're a parent. What was that? Oh. Baby Moon? Yeah, that could be Baby, it. Moon? Baby Moon. Baby Moon. I've never heard of that. I, oh, I was I was okay. thinking that uh, anything moon is supposed to be after it happens. Like, okay, baby's born. Here you go. Grandparents take it. We're leaving. Yeah, we're going <laughs> on our baby Which moon. has happened, too. You, you, you've definitely come out uh, 
since then. And then after the baby is born, baby moon means something totally different. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we have quite a few videos of you on stage with us. I remember one uh, specifically was in... Uh, at Joe's bar, oh, Joe's on weed. Oh, that was a rough and night. That, <laughs> <laughs> that was during How come sprint? every time you come see us is a rough night? That was during sprint sting. Yep. Well, you haven't played any shows since I've been sober. You're right, man. Yeah. We're working on it, wow. though. We're working on, on, on getting it out again. I hope, man, because you guys really, you guys put on a good show. A chief tribute band came through. Yeah. So we were all excited for that one. We haven't, I haven't really brought that up yet on, uh, on the podcast. So I, I had I was my my band Saddlebrook, and then we did a like a side project, which was so anytime we played out, obviously like we did mostly covers. We had a couple originals in there, but anytime we would do Eric Church songs, people would be like more Eric, more Eric, more mm-hmm. Eric. So everyone in the band loved Eric Church, yeah. And so we just decided to put this band together, which was Chief, an Eric Church tribute night, where <laughs> it's just all Eric Church, and. Obviously, we teamed up with you with that, you know, oh, trying promoted it, and um, Trevor rocked the Ray Bands, rocked the oh, Ray yeah. Bands, <laughs> always with the glasses, right? He even moved like church, yeah, dude. That that he was has a hat, yep. He had it cool. down, you know. Yep. And when you when I snuck into the the church choir party when I got to meet Eric, uh, that was one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me when I met him. Yeah, and I, I asked. He didn't him, really sneak in. You got invited in. He, okay. he invited a bunch of you guys. He invited out there. like yeah. four of us in. I think yeah. right. Yeah. So I, I always joke around saying you snuck in, but you're like, it was like a kid in a candy story. Like you know how like <laughs> like the kids looking through the glass window at the candy. Yeah, just like, like I wanted all. Like, it's basically what <laughs> face planted against the glass window. <laughs> So like church church playing goes y'all could just come on in or something just by, by like four or five of them in. <laughs> yep, invited us in and then uh, uh, right when we walked in, his manager's like, "Hey man, you want Jack? Whatever, it's on Eric." And I was like, "Oh <laughs> man, this is cool." So he was playing acoustic, and then once it was over, uh, this lady goes up on stage and she's like, "Hey, so now is the point where we're gonna do our meet and greet." So uh, you know the the people who Eric graciously invited in. Uh, please, now is your time to leave so we can start the meet and greet. <laughs> and I, I was standing there with Aaron and these guys, and I was like, there's no way I'm leaving right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I got to meet this I'm dude. like, you're already in here, dude. Just stay. Yeah, he's like, just pretend like you don't hear this lady. Yeah. So she gets up there like five minutes later, and she was like, okay, again, uh, please, the people that we let in, uh, it's time to go. It's... You, it's only the, the you're already in there why I'm not just let you why stay not? why not so you already offered me jack lady so yeah, I'm yeah. on not, eric <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unless you just force me and escort me out of here i'm not leaving yep. so then finally she gets back up five ten minutes later and she's like and we're gonna begin <laughs> like she just gave up on kicking us out <laughs> nice so we, we're in line and we get around the corner and uh eric's there and immediately you know i introduce myself and uh i'm like hey we, I think we take a picture, and then I I stop and I was like, "This is my chance to tell him, like, hey man, I do an Eric Church tribute." Because <laughs> I you always I always wondered what it would be like, like if you're an artist and you and obviously you've made it, you're a mm-hmm. superstar to have a tribute. Like, is it weird? Is it? So I asked him that. I was like, "Hey, I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm the singer of this uh, Eric Church, Eric Church tribute band," and he was like, "Oh, from Chicago." <laughs> what? And I was like, "Uh, y- yeah." And then he points to, I think his manager was there. He goes, hey, this is the guy from Chicago. I was like, you know who I am? Wow. This is awesome. <laughs> so then he goes, man, from what I'm hearing, you play some of the shit better than we do live. Yeah. I, my jaw dropped. 
And yeah. I was like, how cool is that for for this dude to say that? You know, they, they always say never meet your hero. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that sounds like an exception that was to it. An extreme exception, man. Just he don't was, meet your hero's camp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that could go really south. I had, I had a thing that I haven't really talked about much. I don't know. I told you about this the Milwaukee situation. No. Where I was oh, kind of no. almost walked away from church for a little bit. Uh oh. So I do photography, concert photography on the side. Right. And of course, like I said, I've been to so many Eric Church shows over the time. And, you know, that could kind of be whatever. So I had, a, I had a photo pass for Parker McCollum. And I learned when I got there that I got pulled. By Eric Church's camp. Uh oh. So, but it's, it's a thing that they do. I think that kind of, you know, what could be precautionary, could sure. be whatever. This guy's seen 180 shows. Now he's trying. I have a thing, and this is my motto, or not a motto, but like I know with Eric, and it's kind of like if you're you're either a friend, a peer, or a fan. Sure. And I think once you're one of those three things, you're not going to cross over at all with his camp. And since I've been a fan for so long, I like. That's where I like to be. That's my lane. I need to stick in that lane for a while sure. and not try to cross over. And that's why it's kind of going to be funny. They say don't meet your heroes. But, yeah, you know what? Meet your heroes. Just don't meet their camp. <laughs> Fair enough. But, I mean, there's something to be said about that, too, because on your podcast, you've had Driver Williams on, yeah. which is Eric Church's guitar, uh, guitar player. Yeah. And they obviously had to get permission for that. Well, I got him something cooler coming up. <laughs> yeah, so you said, uh, do tell. You said that there was a, a big announcement. So yeah, you always say you revive it, but no, I, I, like it's pretty cool because Eric just kicked off Outsiders Radio, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they had last month. Lainey Wilson did this. She had her own Insiders Hour, they call it, where she got to like host her own like her own hour, pick her own music, kind of just do what Eric used to do for on his show. Well, apparently, about two months ago, I got an email in. Asking if I want to be a part of it, so I'm like, "What do you mean be a part of it?" Like, we want you to be the first fan to have their first Insiders Hour on Eric's brand new XM radio station, Outsiders Radio. Wow! So if this is airing on December 19th, which I think it should be, yeah, 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 (laughs) I can be announcing it because we are going live as of tomorrow with our first episode. I think it's gonna be like 11 o'clock Central Time. And it's pretty cool. I, I rec- got to record a couple hours worth of content, and they are going to edit it down to a one-hour show, and I don't even know what they're going to use. <laughs> so it's going to be pretty cool to listen to it for me to be able to hear myself back. And, okay, this is how it went. This is what they used on it. I'm really excited, though, but I'm excited because it's going to air over at Christmas break, too. Mm-hmm. So could, people could listen to it. Christmas night will be, I think, the last airing of it. So like five days. It's going to air like four or five times over five days. And where is it airing at? Oh, XM. I, I, don't Sirius shoot me. XM. I think it's like 740 or something. Nice. I think it's like channel 740. We're on Sirius XM, though. But on internet radio, it's on Outsiders Radio. But it's really cool because I got to pick like a handful of Eric songs, a handful of non-Eric songs. So I, I, I want to tell a story. So, and so you were actually... So you're not just picking the songs; you're basically hosting an hour. It's like I'm, I'm a guest DJ. Wow! So I'm following <laughs> up Lainey Wilson. Wow! 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 Dude, dude that's that incredible! Congratulations, yeah. man! So Lainey Wilson was the first guest DJ they had last month. I'm the second guest DJ this month. Well, they obviously have a lot of respect for you, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you've been not just the shows, but the, the the way you've you've had people 
you just suck people in to the Eric Church camp, yeah, right? Man, like, that's just, one of the reasons I became such a big fan was because of you. One of Eric's coolest things he always talk about is like he would play these venues back in the day and like five people would show up. But those five people would go and tell five more, and next time you play, ten people would be there, or fifteen would be there, and then those fifteen would go tell another fifteen. And I saw that at Joe's. Like I remember seeing Eric at Joe's with ten people, and then next thing I know, you could barely even get a ticket to see him there. The last time he played there on when he was doing like some outsider stuff. Yep, that's he when did, he like, uh, six think, shows in two days. Or yeah, something. that was that. No, it was in one day. Wasn't it? But it was three shows in one day. I think it was yeah. six shows over two days. Okay. Wow. Okay. He did two acoustic shows, and the last one was a full band show. So he would fly him in his nice little private jet. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be nice. I was there That's how you know you made it. You got that private <laughs> yeah. jet yeah. <laughs> and those ponds. That was actually that was our first uh, our first chief tribute show. Was uh, we played a week before that, mm-hmm. and what it was is so uh, uh, Ed Warm. He was the uh, he's the owner of Joe's and the mag magnificent Ed. dude. The this man, yeah. I love Ed. He's one of the best people you could possibly meet. Um, he's been so good to us throughout the years. He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so he, we had this idea of doing this chief show, and then when we went to him, uh, he said, "Yeah, it's a great idea. Let's do it." So we booked it, and then like a week later, he gets a call from I'm, I'm guessing church's yeah. group saying, "Hey, we're going to do this, this uh, these three three shows in one day or whatever it was, and we want to do like the last one of the night at Joe's for the the, the Outsiders release. Brothers of Osborne opened up and no one yeah, knew who they were. Yeah, Brothers Osborne. No one knew who they were. Nope. Yeah, they had one now song, they do. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And they just did, a, I think it was acoustic. But uh, I remember Ed told us that he told Church's Camp, he's like, yeah, definitely, but I got to let you know that I just booked a Eric Church tribute band for the week <laughs> prior. So they gave us the go-ahead. Church's Camp yeah. gave us the go-ahead to do that show and then uh ed, that's awesome yeah so ed told me that uh when eric got there that night and ed got onto the bus one of the first things eric eric asked him was hey how was the how was the tribute show <laughs> and that's when ed wow. told him that it was we sold it out man like yeah. that was a dream of mine to play at joe's on weed street so those of you who don't know joe's it is the number one live venue in Chicago. It's for, legendary. It's, it's absolutely legendary. Um, so many A-listers have come up through that bar. And because how well Ed treats the artists, mm, yeah. uh, even I mean, if you're a, a local cover band, he treats you like an A-lister. Yeah. Right? So he's got nothing but respect. And that's the reason he's won promoter ACM. I tons of awards. Yeah, I mean, tons he has of tons of CMAs, ACMs, I yep, think. ACM. Promoter of the Year, Nightclub of the Year they've won. It's just been all over the place. And everybody who's anybody's played there, it's been it's been cool to live so close to Joe's Bar and right. have one of those places like that. So We've seen some pretty epic shows there. Oh, hell yeah. What's your favorite show you've seen there? Well, if I don't say Chief, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> be smart you on this be one. Honest. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I had to be some church shows, but like besides church, God, I I don't know. I've seen so many. I got to see the band Perry there once do a, a private show. I don't know if that was my favorite one, but that's one that came comes to mind. Okay, and I don't know. Band Perry got a lot of like flack back in the early days, but their mm-hmm. first album was just awesome. Those guys, so are that great, was a man. cool one. It was a private show that they're playing. Billy Currington, I got to see in a private show there. Nice. 
um, which that was cool because they used to play these. They used to do these Hollywood casino shows or something uh-huh. like that, where you had to win them to get in there. And I got to see him, and he was in the studio that day in Indiana, I guess. And he brings Babyface out with him, and he sings what? a song with Babyface because he's in the studio with Babyface. Wow, he was right over there, and that was really cool to see that to see those two play together. Um, man, I saw Luke, Luke Bryan there. When he was like still up and comer, got to see Luke Combs there. That was oh, wow. Nice. That was oh, that was right before he blew up too. Okay, Jillian and I got to go to that one. That was fire, dude. We had a meeting him that night too, so we got to meet Luke that night and talk to him real quick and just blew that place up. I saw Darius Rucker there one time, which was yes. pretty awesome because that the first concert I ever had or I ever went to growing up was Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> Dude. That was my second. It wasn't really? <laughs> yeah, after my first one. First one, I'm surprised I'm not in hell for, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go around the horn. Uh, let, let's start with uh, Jackson. Who was your first concert? Uh, it would have been the Tim McGraw Kenny Chesney tour. Ooh. Yeah, and I saw them. Was that in Brothers DC. in the Sun or something? Yep. Was that what it was called? Yeah, in 2012, I think it was. Uh, my parents were taking me because I was about to leave for basic training like three weeks later and that was part of my birthday gift because they were like, <laughs> we got these tickets, you want to go? I said, absolutely, because I grew up being a huge fan of Tim McGraw. Nice. Oh, yeah. So old school Tim McGraw. Like sure. His first two albums were, are she still like, my Don't favorite. Don't Take the Girl. Song, the yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. That was one of the first country <laughs> yeah. songs I ever listened to. Yeah, absolutely. Don't Take the Girl. That one in Indian Outlaw. Which yep. just, that, that got me hooked on country music right then and there. And then uh, I'm also a huge fan of Kenny Chesney yep. as well. I like the, his Island songs more than anything, really. But it, it was a great concert to go to. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, that's that's, that's a together. really good first one. What about you, Aaron? Go ahead and tell yours first. Cause well, <laughs> my story's a little longer. I told you. Well, uh, we already know. It's Hootie. I think, yeah, I think it was I Summer, know about it, Summerfest, though. I believe. Um, that's the one I remember being my first. So, yeah, it was Hootie and the Blowfish. And I believe... That the Counting Crows opened for them. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We saw so, Matchbox 20 and Counting Crows a couple years back. Nice. Six That's years back. Counting Crows was, are good. Yeah. I still What's love your favorite Counting Crows song? Do you have one? Um, I don't think so. I, I gotta go with Long December. I love that one. Long December is awesome. Jam, dude. That, that, <laughs> I would say that 100%. Yeah. Would come to yeah. That one or Sullivan Street. Yeah. I go back and forth right. between the two of those. Yeah. yeah that dude's a hell of a performer, too. No, mine, mine. The story is a little bit longer, but it's why I'm. It's why I am who I am today. I I tell everybody that my uncle used to manage. He just retired, and it was cool. I got to have him the day before he retired. I got to have him on on the podcast, and we got to talk to him a little bit, and got to talk to him about this story a little. But uh, he used to manage a stadium in Wheeling, West Virginia, held about fifteen thousand people or whatever. And my dad picked me up from school. And he goes, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna go to see your uncle." And this is my mom's my mom's brother, not my dad's. So I was like, "What's going on?" He goes, "Well, I'm gonna take you to your first concert. I'm just not gonna tell you who we're going to see yet." And my dad grew me up on all the classic rock: Aerosmith, oh, Pink yeah. Floyd, Super Tramp, all these. This is some of these great bands. So I'm like, it has to be one of these bands. He's played for me or whatever. And we get there, and the opening band was like sound checking. I actually got to play football with the opening band, and uh, <laughs> it was pretty cool because I'm 14 years old. I want to say at the time it's 1996, no 97. So I was right before I'm 15. So it's 14 March 97, 
And uh, I'm out there playing football with Power Man 5000. What? If you know who those guys are. They're the opening act. So I got to find out who they were. But it's Rob Zombie's little brother. I'm out here playing football with them because wow. I only had like five in the band. They asked me to play with wow. them. But then we had to clear the stadium. We had to clear the arena because the op- or the headliner didn't want to sound check without anybody what? out there. They kicked they everyone out? They didn't want anybody in there. So I had to go to my uncle's office. And I was trying to stick my head out the list. And I couldn't really hear because no one was telling me who the heck we were going to see. Well, there were some protesters outside and stuff and this and that. And I'm like, dude, oh, what I is think I know going, going go on? And we go back in and I'm seeing shirts. And I'm starting to kind of put two and two together. But right before the door is open, my uncle is like, where, where do you want to sit? I'm like, well, what do you mean? Where are we sitting? He goes, well, your dad and I are going to go sit in the press box. You could go wherever you want. So I'm like, I want front row center. Hey. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> my dad's like, don't front tell row your mother. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 14 years old, and I don't know what kind of concert I'm going to, but there's no seats on the floor. I just know it's a giant pit, so I know something's going to happen. So I go front row center. This band, Power Man 5000, comes out, and they're pretty good. But the next thing is big old black curtain drops and I hear you wanted the best you got the best and I'm like holy shit my dad just took me to see Kiss oh <laughs> my god it was the 97 reunion tour and it was all four original members wow. and I got and the best story of the night though like everything was happening and Gene Sim was there this girl next to me was flashing all night long every time yeah, Gene yeah. come over <laughs> She was she was a cute looking one too. I was like, hey, how old? <laughs> Four, no, I was fourteen. Yeah, I was fourteen, and she had to be at least twenty one because she was drinking all night. Well, I, mean, I was catching guitar picks. I'm giving her a guitar pick. I had a couple extra ones because I'm like, whatever. I'm fourteen. Hey, this is no, you just first time I ever seen again. first time I ever seen boobs in my life, dude. This is awesome. <laughs> first boobs, first console. Well, dude, well, that wasn't the only first. So, oh no. <laughs> what else we got? Peter here? Chris, the drummer, comes out, throws out Rose. I'm catching a Rose. Handed this girl the Rose during the song Beth, and she looks over at me. She goes. Uh. Have you ever kissed a girl before? I was Shut like, up. no. She just starts making out with me what? out of nowhere. <laughs> I was like, so her what is going on? on? So Gene Simmons does the whole blood thing. He flies to the top of the stage. He has like fake blood. It's sticky as heck. Okay. You ever been in front row at a Kiss concert? It's a sticky mess. Yeah. I had all this sticky blood on me. I wrote, wrapped it on a five dollar, wiped it all off on a five dollar bill and put it in my pocket. I'm like, that's a souvenir. That's going on the wall in the basement. Oh yeah, <laughs> one day. Oh wow. But I, I saved that. I saved a couple guitar picks. But I had then to shoot confetti off, so I had confetti stuck in my hair with this <laughs> fake blood. I had lipstick across my mouth. <laughs> I had a, a red mark across my chest from the barricade, and I walk back in my uncle's office after the show, and my dad looks at me and goes, so what do you think? I'm like, what the f- was that? <laughs> <laughs> I am now a man. <laughs> I'm like, I am never going to not like concerts. And I swear, I've, I have not seen 500 concerts or more. I don't know. I live at concerts. Right now, What I, I'm at concerts at least once a week out on average because that's just where I feel the most alive. I just, I love live music. It's just it's so vibrant. I still blame that concert, that story about just that experience I had, dude. And that started it all. But the coolest thing, though, the story. coolest thing after all that is now that I'm a dad and I've had a couple kids, they're five and eight, soon to be six and eight, their first shows kiss <laughs> so my eight-year-old and my wow. six-year-old their first shows that we took them to see kiss wow, did they get dude. their first kiss no unless they snuck out wow. now being a dad now would you let your your son at 14 sit if i was with them yeah because yeah. nice. <laughs> i wouldn't be in the press box i'd be front row with them absolutely <laughs> i'd be like hey you got a mom with you now <laughs> <laughs> 
You're about to get a shoe thrown at <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I was about to come over here and just whap you. <laughs> well, that was like one time I took my dad to a Taylor Swift concert, and we were sitting next to a, a mother-daughter combo, and that mother was hitting on my dad's left and right. My dad looks over at me. I'm like, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that happened like, Not even. And that was funny. Because I was like, one, she comes and puts the microphone right next to where my dad was sitting and sang a song. I'm like, dude, he was just in heaven. So my dad and I got to do some really cool stuff. That Starting with that Kiss concert, just over the years, we've seen Aerosmith now. We got to see one show. is Aerosmith, Kid Rock, and Run DMC right before. Uh, I think it was Jay who got shot. But it was wow. one of the best shows because the last song of the night was Walk This Way with all of them doing it together. Oh, And, dude, goodness. it went all, It was just off the chain. So... It's been it's been a pretty cool ride, man. Seeing all these concerts, and I'm glad where it started. <laughs> well, that I mean that explains a lot, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that explains a lot. I've just been addicted to music, man. That's why I still want to be around it to this day. Like I still want to do something with it, and having the writers rounds and just be able to do the podcast. And inter- we've interviewed people I never thought I'd interview before. This guy doesn't know who Billy Dean is. I hope he looks it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be rocking some Billy Dean. We just had Billy dude. Dean on. You're gonna be like, dude, I knew, I knew this song. I'm sure I, I know, know this song. song. I know We're this putting song, that on right once we end this. Yeah, yeah we <laughs> end up having a. So Jillian and I moved down to. She's my wife, Jillian. She's actually sitting right over here right now. With to all our stories but we got the moon out of mississippi a long time ago and we were really close with daryl worley's people like out where he lived his family he always plays shows and this year we got to interview daryl worley so for the first time in like 15 years we got to sit down and talk with him and that was like full circle just wow. sitting there and talk you with him have a lot of those moments man where yeah. things just line up I, i've had some lucky lucky times i'm in the right place at the right time yeah <laughs> a lot of times and had some lucky moments that's so. genuinely very lucky yeah and the I, fact that a lot of people reach out to you to come do this stuff it's not like you're you're trying everybody to asked me it. to write a book and one day i might might write a book some stories guys have i have some really cool stories just being around the music and being part of it and especially meeting eric church it's so young and hang out with him and he has a tradition that where he holds up his boots and on the outside of his radio i tell a story where we pretty much started that tradition in memphis one year with the magazine article that he had, had out we put all these flyers out saying hey tonight during these boots hold up your boots for a photo op with rolling stone and it ended up being like pole star or billboard that end up airing the the picture or whatever but it was pretty cool because that now still to this day people hold up their boots during this song and i'm like dude that's something that we started back in the day that's cool <laughs> that's really cool so, even, and we would do our, our tribute shows we play yeah. these boots and every boot goes up in the air like it's really yeah it's so cool man <laughs> it's so cool yeah i love seeing where when he does that in different traditions on that so but oh man music is just something that's just you know the feeling i mean how it is it's, 100%. It's, it is it's an addiction in a way so but it's a it good is. addiction it is. Um, it could take you high. It could take you low. Yeah, and I mean, pe- people in the audience will, will connect with it too. So yeah. um, now let me let me ask you. So your podcast. Give us the name of your podcast and kind of tell our folks where to find it. Uh, it's Melodies and Memories. Uh, Melodies and Memories dot com is best place to look it up. Okay. Uh, see our website. So we turned our website into a, the whole thing into a music media site. So we do concert reviews, uh, music reviews, new music reviews, music news. Uh, we have a couple of playlists that we do. We have a really fun one. It's called Nationals 420 Playlist. So this is a lot, yeah. of, a lot of songs you can sit back to if you if you like that kind of thing. Sure. So, <laughs> a little and, chill movie. Yeah, a little chill music. So um, it has that on there. But we put a little playlist out there. We have some merch out there. Just put a lot of things together. And it, it's kind of cool because 
it's a good place to go to to hear and see about your favorite artists. So mm-hmm. any show that rolls through Chicago, we try to cover at Joe's Bar, which is awesome. I get to cover, and I have got to cover some really cool up-and-comers over the last couple of years doing their debut at Joe's. So we talk about how legendary Joe's is. I mean, Drew Parker came through, and I got to talk to him tonight. He made his debut, and I cool. think I think this guy is going to be probably one of the next biggest things in the next couple of years. So really? This guy is going to be huge. So and it was really cool to see a lot of their stuff, but uh, so we do that, and I got back into photography a couple of years, so I do a lot of concert photography that I post on there as well, and it's just been growing over the last couple of years. Podcasts, we're actually recording episode 150 tonight. Wow, so, man! And that's going to be a live podcast. Yeah. So I- what we've been doing is a season. We consider it a season 25 episodes, and then after the 25th episode of the season, we'll do it live. So now I gotta say next year we have four booked already, and that's how we're gonna try to coincide the podcasts with each season, four seasons mm-hmm. in a year. So, but we'd like to take a little bit of a break during the holidays. Yeah, well, you deserve it. <laughs> As you yeah. should. Yeah, you're a hard. We try to man. do it once a week, and I know my wife and I do it when we both are have hard jobs that we work. She's a nurse and works harder than anybody in the fam- family. So. Gotta gotta give her credit for actually sitting in on every Monday night on podcast with me. <laughs> well done, yeah. well, well done, Jillian. <laughs> and she's over there doing her homework to go further in in life. <laughs> she's going to school for a master's right now. So Ooh. as we're doing live shows, she's actually in the background doing homework as well wow. at times. So Just it's pretty like crazy right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's that's fantastic though. Yeah. Now you you had me host one year podcast one time. We were on one of them. We, we had you and Joey on, on one it, of yeah. them, and I had you come back as a host. So during COVID, I thought it'd be cool to do like a little pop-up episode, and it's the only one we've ever done still to this day, and I, I love having it, but uh, it was you, came on as a host. We had who? Jonathan Singleton. Jonathan Singleton. Skyler Chris Anderson. Harris. Chris Harris. Chris Harris, who was actually at the Opry, Opry last, last night. night. Yep. yep. Playing with Ashley. With Ashley. Uh, my favorite part about hosting that was having Jonathan Singleton on because uh, he he wrote one of my all-time favorite songs watching airplanes yeah uh which is done by gary allen yep so when i'm talking to him it was like over kind of like a skype type podcast yeah. interview and so it feels like so i'm i'm sitting in my living room talking to him on skype and i know there's people listening but it felt like i was just it was just me and him talking mm-hmm. you know and when i asked him uh, he's got his guitar he started playing songs and i told him that one of my all-time favorite songs was watching airplanes and he plays it. <laughs> so it was It was just, it was like he's playing a song for me. And it was like those full circle yeah. moments. Like Gary Allen is one of my favorites uh, when I first started listening to country music. Oh, yeah. And so that was, so thank you for that. Because <laughs> that cool. was, yeah. you've given me some, some really cool moments. And that was definitely one that I'll always remember. Yeah, that's what, and honestly, hearing stories like that, that's what makes me happy. Because I know we talked a little bit about my buddy Evan Lee playing his first show. He lives down here now. And he's playing tons of shows. And, I know he just told me the other day, like he had a full circle moment with someone with me the other day. I'm like, that's why I do what I do is because I want to hear those stories. I want to hear those success stories and everything else that, hey, I had some kind of part of helping somebody. I was part, I was one of those stepping stones, you know, just one of those little stones. <laughs> so you don't only do the the music interviews. So I, on our first podcast, I kind of mentioned that I'm a space nut. So <laughs> yeah, I love every, yeah. everything SpaceX and all that stuff. And we we'll literally just, sit at work, and that's like all he'll talk about. I'll look over; he's looking at his computer and have like a rocket going up, yeah. and automatically coming back down and yeah. leveling, and just like that is so cool. I'm just like, <laughs> really, we have stuff to do. <laughs> you, you interviewed uh, an astronaut. Yeah, we like to do special guests every now and then. So we we feature a song. Writers, and we'll have some fans every now and then, or just anybody that's 
in around the music community we call it, we say it so we had an astronaut once and the way i learned about him was kind of funny but we'll save that for another show uh but then uh, i heard he was a singer i'm like he's a singer and he went viral singing um it was a david the david bowie song space odyssey and he was singing it on the moon or not on the moon but in space and when he landed, it was had over like 10 million views or something oh, wow. like that. He posted it within like 24 hours. It blew up. And I started researching this guy. I'm like, you know what? This would be really cool to talk to him. I'm like, well, I highly doubt we're going to get Chris Hadfield or whatever on our <laughs> podcast. There's no way. I'm like, this guy's an astronaut. He's been up in space, I think, seven times or something he talked about. Like, Ooh. it was this insane st- stuff that he was telling us. And lo and behold, here we go. We got him. We had Tommy Chong. We've had a few yeah, you, good ones. You've but, talked to Tommy Chong. <laughs> There's a few, like I said, I, I couldn't believe I got, but talking with Chris Hatfield was pretty cool, and that was one of my favorite. If you had to pick like, my top five, it would definitely be in there. I heard him, uh, he did a Joe Rogan, and so it's three really? hours of him talking with Joe Rogan about the space, and uh, yeah, it was I got to listen to that one. I didn't know he was on Rogan. That's cool. That's one of my all-time favorite Rogan episodes was when when he had him on there. I like Elon Musk whenever he's on Rogan. Of course, dude. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) My dad and I would listen to that. My dad came down to Nashville with me. We were just listening to nothing but Elon Musk on Rogan and Zuckerberg. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So that's always fun. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I want to say thank you for for making time for this. (laughs) It's been fun. uh, You are... uh, you're a gem, man, because uh, musicians coming up, like they need guys like you to help push them and to help give them opportunities because those are hard to come by. Mm-hmm. And like you know this firsthand is uh, being at the right place at the right time, and you create those for people. So just so like tonight. They need a platform. Especially yeah. we started a little bit before 2020, but then we were just interviewing fans. And then 2020 hit, and then these artists were like, Hey, we need a platform. We need a platform, and I had a platform, so it was pretty cool. And then it just it grew from there. That's incredible, man! Right? But I, it's an honor just to just as hey, it's be honored to be on the show too. I'm going to come out of retirement at some point and and play one of these shows with you. I've been trying to get him to I've for been, a long I've time. I've been hearing this for a while. Yeah, you're right. It's been I told a while. him. I told him. Stage is his whenever he's ready. So he needs to. I'm gonna get back in it, man. Uh, it's all right. I'll to. be your new manager. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I've been pushing him. We have another buddy up north, Mike Suvaka. I pushed too. I, I mean, love Mike, man. There's a couple of good guys. You guys are awesome. You guys are great singers, and I want to hear it. I mean, you, you, if you guys not heard of the Saddlebrook original album, a couple one song. Kevin Kirk wrote what yeah, was that one? Sweet Addiction yeah that's my yeah. jam dude <laughs> I think check I showed out. you that music video yeah. check yeah. out go check out Saddlebrook Sweet Addiction oh, that's I, my jam dude. It's, a, it's a very good one yeah that I, was I've uh, watched it a few times it's on one school. of our playlists too I think I have it on our Melodies and Memories playlist don't I I think that so. one and something else yep I think like, uh, She's So Small Town is on yeah. there I believe yeah yeah I think no, I got that cool. one on there too so dude it's definitely you gotta check that album out if you not listen to that, some of that stuff Give your host some credit over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. We'll be sure to uh, put it out on some of the social media platforms there you so go. they can yeah. all see a, it. A lot of stuff we talked about uh, on this podcast, we'll uh, we'll throw up on our social media. Look up uh, Copper Top or Copper Top the podcast on uh, on Twitter and Instagram, and we'll throw some of uh, Aaron's links up there as well because uh, mm-hmm. we'd like to get as many people from our side over to Aaron's podcast and, and listen to that and uh, kind of cross-pollinate a little bit because that's 
like you've always done you, you just you help out the next guy so we want to return that favor and, and help you out too if you're a songwriter listening hit us up because we, we're booking for our next season as is right now so there you go love to have people out there and talk with people with interesting stories so anything around music I always talk about cool well I'll tell you what um, you guys go out and check out the Outsiders Radio because Aaron is the first starting guy on there it's starting starting so uh Thanks for coming on, man. Really, uh, really appreciate it. Jillian, thanks for coming down, driving with them. Thank you, Jillian. Appreciate <laughs> you, too. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time.